The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. It's News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic, hosted by Aaron Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group. Good to see you again, Aaron. Good to see you too, Paul. How you doing? I'm fantastic. You know, we said Happy New Year last week. So at a certain point, you got to stop saying Happy New Year. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that in the office. It's like, when when do you stop? Some people say end of January. So it's like, after the first like, couple of days, you're done. I, I don't care. We're, you know, d- we're done. I'm but, happy all the time. But so, Happy you New know, Year. It's a happy New Year. <laughs> and we have a guest that we're welcoming back into the studio. We say good morning to... Rhett Holland. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And I don't know when you were on last. You had to remind me. Paul, uh, I was on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> you were. That's right. Rhett. That's right. That's right. Actually, um, I think this is my third time here with you guys. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> but, uh, well, the first time um, was in 2020, and we were oh. all in different locations, so no one that's could see each other. Right. Yes, yeah. when we did Skype and Zoom. and right. blocked that out. Yeah. Well, and the phone calls and being on a cell phone, it's so nice to have you in the studio. You're an estate planning attorney. Holland Law Office is in Brookfield. Yes. Yeah, yes. so give us a little bit about your background, what you do. You know, I... I Joke, kind of not really, though, that everyone's favorite topic is themselves. <laughs> um, so, you, you know, you also bring an interesting perspective to what I do and how I work with, with my clients, and I appreciate that perspective. So why don't you give a little bit of your, because I'm sure everyone remembers from the last yeah, time right. you were here, of but course. just as a refresher, yeah. why don't you give a little bit of your background, history, and uh, and, and all that? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so I am an estate planning attorney. My practice is primarily devoted to preparing estate plans, um, business succession succession plans for uh, closely held business owners, and then administering trusts and estates when people pass away. Um, I have been involved in this area in one way or another for the past, this is crazy, almost 20 years. Um, I started my career as a financial advisor, so I was in your world. And then I was in a trust administrator with a, a large bank for a few years before I went to law school. And and then I spent the first 12 years of my legal career at two of the largest law firms in the state and then recently decided to um, open my own shop. And so Holland Law Office, uh, it's about six weeks since I uh, left the law firm to start my own business. That's amazing. It's both freeing and a bit terrifying, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's know. been a crash course. It's yeah, been a crash yeah you got to learn a lot sure, of things, and especially great. as you know, when you start up a, a business, you're wearing a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. You're not just the you know just do, you're doing the, the the estate planning work. You have all the other things that you got to worry about too. Very true. Paying the very bills true. and taxes and all that. <laughs> uh, payroll, massive payroll. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Massive. Right? That's right. Um, yeah. So so. I tell us what do you enjoy doing most? What what are your clients asking you for? What's um and why are you doing what you're doing? Well, I think um probably one of the most rewarding parts of my career is really getting to know the families that I work with and it's being part of a team when it's me playing my role as the estate planning attorney along with someone in your role as the financial advisor and the accountant. And if everybody's on the same page and you can provide sound advice to a family, that's when it's really rewarding. Yeah. 
Yeah, you talked about working as a team at the Cowal Investment Group. Yes, retirement planning, Aaron, is what you guys do, but you work with estate planning attorneys as well. Part of our retirement, right, is is an estate plan or is it vice versa? Yeah, well, it's all intertwined. I mean, we we, we want to make sure that our clients have estate plans, have them uh, current, um, and because you, you, I talk about frequently about you know, this period pyramid of of uh, financial planning that if you're the base of the pyramid it has cracks in it if that foundation has cracks in it the whole thing could could crumble you want to make sure that you have your estate planning taking care of your basic insurance planning taking care of it, whether it's property and casualty insurance um, you know uh, uh, life insurance disability insurance that it, you that whatever life throws at you, you know, we talk a lot about stress testing your 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 situation. Okay, what outliers? Well, that's not going to happen. What if it does? You know, all the different things that can that that can happen to you. What happens if those things happen? We want to make sure that that pyramid can still stand because you know you may not feel uh, you you know you may feel invincible, but what about your family? How do they feel about about you? I mean, we know people. You know, personally, you know, personal lives that were healthy people that all of a sudden couldn't work anymore. So, okay, you got to make sure that you have the right protections in place that you can still achieve your retirement goals uh, and your family goals without you know, your family being crushed with, with if something. Uh, oh, that only happens to a few, you know, small percentage of people. Well, it happens to people. That, those people mm-hmm. did not wake up that day expecting to whatever it is. Yeah, pa- tragic car accidents. You're not thinking of that when you wake up, right? And yet they happen every day. Yeah, and so uh, they they do happen every day, and we want to make sure that they that that base is taken care of. And we want we and we like to work with other professionals uh, like Rhett. You know, and CPAs and other uh, you know that other people that know their client situations, and um, you know kind of build you know build that for you know, for them. We're um, you know we're still football season, so as corny as this um, you know as this analogy is, we view ourselves as the quarterback of the financial situation and coordinating with CPAs, attorneys. And other professionals. You're the Jordan the Love. Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm Jordan Love. And who does not like this guy who brings the Packers back to life? Oh yeah, uh, with a huge playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. Yes, and Mike McCarthy. So I just had to throw that in there. Uh, now, as the quarterback of the team. Oh, before we get really into this and do a deep dive, what is the state planning all about? Uh, Red, I will ask you this. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Most Americans don't have an estate plan, right? Boy, that is very true. Most Americans do not, and I think most people don't know that if you do not have an estate plan, the state of Wisconsin is creating your estate plan for you. And we'd rather yeah. not have that happen. The government always has That's our right. best interests at That's heart, right? 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 Yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll get into what does probate mean. There's costs, time involved with courts, public record. There's so much that mm-hmm. goes into this as to why you need an estate plan. Before we do that, though, just a little background on both your companies, the Colwell Investment Group. Aaron, you and your staff do a great job Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show with those market updates for the day. Yeah, I've been doing doing those for a long time uh, with the, the twice daily uh, market updates the, in the 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. It's always more fun when the market's doing well. <laughs> it, yes. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, uh, people are, I think, we're there for people when the markets are not doing so well. That's a big reason why people work with us is, okay, everybody can feel confident and feel that their plan is being executed perfectly when the markets are going up. What happens if it, if the markets don't agree with you? What if it's not going up? What if they're 
you know, there, there are weaknesses. And that's when you truly there. need the help, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you need someone there, a steadying hand to, to help guide you along that process. So, yes, we talk about retirement planning on the show. But now, again, today's show, we're going to focus on estate planning. The boss segment, as always, the, the wealth management and preservation segment coming up in the second half of the show, as always. Aaron, your website, thekowalway.com, locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Racine, the newest location. They've added Delafield, right downtown Delafield, Phoenix, Arizona, Florida. Yeah. Um, you're all over the place uh-huh. in addition to the website, and we'll give out the phone number throughout the show. Inevitably, this is going to happen. Hey, who is that estate planning attorney on your show when we get listeners that hear the program, they're driving around or whatever? Yeah, so yeah, reach out to us. Give us a call, 262-522-4040, uh, or visit thekowalway.com. We're also on all the socials as well. You could find us uh, out there. So we're we're not hiding. <laughs> Rhett's not hiding either. His uh, The Holland Law Office is in Brookfield. That website, ourhollandlaw.com, ourhollandlaw.com. All right, where do we start with this conversation, Aaron? And how do you start this conversation with your clients? Well, we, we ask people, when do you have an estate plan? <laughs> when was it uh, last updated? And so you know, we know enough to be dangerous, right? We want to make sure that you know, your, your ex's are not listed as beneficiaries. Um, we want to, you know, but and make sure you have your kids and your, your spouse, and so we know we know enough to be dangerous, but we don't generate those documents. And so uh, I'll get if someone doesn't have an attorney, I'll get in touch with with an attorney like Rhett, uh, who is fantastic, um, and and say, hey, I got to have this client, or I'll have the client reach out, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll go from there. So the client calls you, Rhett. Uh, or an advisor uh, calls you. What, what's your process? How do you work? What do you What do you look for 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 folks? Yeah, sure. Well, I'd say in the um, in what I would call the the context of creating core estate plans, um, right. the what I would typically do is if someone wants to sit down, we we they come into the office, we sit down for an hour, we talk about the documents that comprise the estate plan. You try to figure out what the framework is that works for that family. And then um, I'd say a lot of advice, a lot of attorneys now are working on flat fees as opposed to hourly rates. A lot of people are nervous about the meter running in the background with lawyers. I always try to work on a flat fee to make people more comfortable, especially because I want people to feel comfortable asking me questions. I want people to know what's in the document. Not looking at the watch. Yeah. Okay, I'm right. Like, oh, we got five I mean, minutes. Right. Right. I want them to <laughs> ask questions and be comfortable with everything before they come in and sign anything. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd say this, you know, when, when people are talking about um, getting their estate plan in order, and the question I get a lot of times is, well, what, do, what should we be doing before we come in and talk to you? And, and there are just a couple of key questions that if a, a, an individual or a married couple, if they can answer those, then everything else will fall into place when I get there and, and we, we walk through the, the documents. And I'd say the very most important thing is who do you trust to put in charge of making decisions when you're no longer able to make them for yourself? And that could be during your lifetime if you're incapacitated. It goes beyond just estate planning. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, this it, it hits the whole gambit. Healthcare decision making if you're incapacitated. Financial decision making if you're incapacitated. 
Who's going to manage your assets and administer your estate if you're no longer here? And and probably most importantly for a lot of people, if you've got minor children, who's going to take those kids in? Who's going to be the guardian to help? Is raise there them? a psychology that you think, Red? We put these things up because we don't like thinking about these <laughs> bad moments in life. Passing yeah. away, death. Yeah. Who's going to take care of my kids? God forbid if something happens to me or my wife. There's so many factors. I, we don't like addressing that to our, our right. own m- mortality. Right. It's one of those where it's a situation where perfect is the enemy of good. Hmm. Um, if you could sit around your whole life and and waffle between one or two different decisions and you don't get the plan in place, you're in such a worse position than getting the plan done and then coming back and tweaking it a few years later when your circumstances have changed. Um, I have had a former colleague when we were talking about guardians for minors, he would say, who's the least worst option? Because there's no one that's going to be as good as, at raising your children as you are. Uh, and people just need to, you got to get past that when you're thinking about who to name in your yeah, estate planning. I, I got to write that down. Who's your least worst option? Mm-hmm. Right. You got to think that through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because no one, no one will be perfect and no one will take care of your kids, you know, love your kids as much as you. As you, yeah. But you mm-hmm. got to still make a decision on, you know, on these on these things. Yeah. Um, so estate planning is not just for parents and those of us that have kids, all three of us, are fathers in this room, but, uh, and you don't have to be, there's a lot of, I think, misconceptions about estate planning. You got to be wealthy. You got to have kids. All of those are, are not true, right? Well, I, and that's very true. And, and I think that um, everything's relative in life. Some people might sit here and say they're not wealthy enough. They don't need an estate plan. But guess what? If you if something happens to you and your family has to look at a sheet of all the assets that you accumulated during your lifetime, it's a lot more than people think. Mm-hmm. And and whatever it is, you've worked your whole life to accumulate it. You should make sure that it ends up in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, so that's why we, we tell clients, I mean, we can't force anybody to do anything as much as I, I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, but it's, you know, we recommend clients get it, get it looked at, you know, and so, you know, it's nice to be able to send them to an attorney that you know, isn't going to have them do something that they don't need, you know, need to do because sometimes there's that reputation or that, not a reputation, but a stigma that's like, well, they're just going to, you know, look, tell me nothing, everything's fine and then charge me 2500 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. so there's, we, but we, you know, it, there, th- things change, you know, it's, your situation changes, changes, there's births, deaths, divorces, Changes to the law, uh, and Supreme Court rulings that change things. So there's, there are, um, you know, there are a lot of things to to look at. And it's not you're talking about the the uh, estate planning that people don't think they're wealthy enough. Well, there's other things um, other than estate planning that you need to to address. You know, powers of attorney, uh, you know, financial and healthcare powers of attorney, and um, you know, your your healthcare directives. So can you talk about those a little bit, Huffman. Does that come up? Is that a part of a baseline? Boy, as well? yes, yes. It's, that needs to be a key component of any estate plan is planning for incapacity, having your financial powers of attorney in place, having a healthcare power of attorney in place, other advanced directives for healthcare, and um, you know you got to think about that for yourself. But uh, it's something that you should also consider for your family members if you have young adult children. They're not minors anymore. You should think about getting powers of attorney in place for them. What, once you're 18, it's, they may live with mm-hmm. mom and dad. They mm-hmm. might even be in high school at age 18. In the eyes of the law, they're an adult. 
That's correct. That's correct. And the same holds true uh, when we're thinking about planning for the generation above us. You know, if, if you, uh, when we just got past the holidays, maybe you spent a lot of time with family. Maybe you're starting to notice some things, family members slipping um, in their own competency. Um, depending on your relationship, maybe it's time to have that difficult conversation to make sure that they have their plans in order. And so that if something were to happen to them, you know where to turn. Uh, I think that's another very important issue. And those are difficult conversations. Nobody wants to sit down with their own mom or dad and, and have this. So maybe there are ways to do things. Your, your father has talked about this over the years, Aaron. You know, just, you know, nice ways to approach it. it it's delicate. Okay, yeah, it's delicate and, you know, sometimes it's not always welcome, but. You know, necessary? They're, they're necessary conversations. Yeah. Crucial, you know, crucial conversations uh, to have with people. And that, you know, that a little bit of uncomfort now, and there's only growth when you're uncomfortable. If you're always comfortable, you're not going to grow as a human. Um, That's true. And, you know, if, when you work out. You don't work out and just and not break a sweat. You have to make yourself a little, uh, a little uncomfortable. The old no pain, no gain thing that every coach <laughs> on the planet has used. Yeah, exactly. There's truth. That's why it's used all the time because there's truth yeah. to that, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there is truth. There is truth in there. So, uh, there some of those conversations should happen. Um, you know, different people react differently, and some, you know, I think I've I've I found that I think sometimes the older generation. Um, wants to have them, but they're uncomfortable bringing up those conversations. So sometimes it'll be more welcome than you, you know, than you think. So to start the process, if you're just joining us, estate planning attorney Rhett Holland is our guest on the retirement clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. And you said your office is in Brookfield. We'll give out all the phone numbers and all that stuff later. But if you're listening and if you don't have an estate plan, at the very least, maybe after the break is when we go through I think Aaron said there's a pyramid when you talk about retirement planning. Isn't there like a foundation? There's power of attorneys, then there's a will, there's a trust. How do I know which one is for me, Rhett? And that's where you come in. That's right. It's it's kind of like your um, exercising uh, <laughs> example a minute ago. You know, the, the most difficult thing is taking the first step. And if right. you can have that conversation whether it's with a different advisor first, maybe it's your financial advisor or your accountant, someone who you already know and trust to say, I know I need to get this done. What's next? Um, and, or you can call an estate planning attorney and schedule an initial consult. I, I think once people sit down and have a conversation about this topic with a professional, you find out it's not nearly as bad as you thought it would be. Right. And it's that first step. It's, you know, action precedes motivation. And so That's true with a lot of stuff in life, isn't it? You, yes. you worry about everything. We worry about, I, I heard somebody say 80% of what we worry about on a daily basis never comes to fruition. 80, yeah, that number sounds low. They <laughs> worry a lot, about, low. about a lot of things. We worry, we worry. We, and maybe there's, you don't have to worry Final so much. Of worry, right? You go to the doctor for a test. We're concerned about the results, right? But mm -hmm. you know you have to get the test. It could be a lifesaver. Why wouldn't you do it? Well, why wouldn't you do an estate plan? So let's talk specifics then. Like, what do you help specifically help people with? What are they? What, what have you been seeing lately with your clients? What uh, specific actions or new new things have been going on in your industry? Well, I, as I. I may have mentioned briefly before, I, I call it the core documents first. So what we need to do is get the baseline documents in order. And that's where we talk about all the various powers of attorney, planning for incapacity, 
having a will, if you're married, a marital marital property agreement, and then a revocable living trust. Why do you need a marital property agreement? Um, well, there are, in the estate planning context, there are two main benefits to having the marital property agreement. Um, the first is basis planning. And I don't know if you guys have discussed this in the past, but under the federal tax law, when someone passes away, all of that individual's assets receive a basis adjustment. It's yeah. referred to as the step up in cost basis, which means that if I were to pass away, my family could turn around and sell all of my assets that are not in a retirement account without incurring any capital gains taxes. So those taxes disappear. For a married couple in Wisconsin, it, assuming assets are titled as marital property, which the marital property agreement typically does, all marital assets receive a full step up in cost basis, regardless of which spouse passes away first. So the Do survivor, you need to have that agreement in place in order to take advantage of that? Well, it 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 depends on the age. Uh, marital property law in Wisconsin went into effect in 1986, I believe. There are a lot of people in this state who were married before 1986, so you may not be under the marital property law. So we typically would sign the marital agreement to affirmatively opt in to marital property law in Wisconsin just to make sure that we are going to get that full step up in cost basis. Red, I, I hear that term all the time. Wisconsin's a marital property state. And I just, I, I think I assume, well, that means if we're married, everything's 50-50, right? Is, is it that simple? Um, yes, yes yours no. is mine and what's mine is mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, it, I think it's, it's a little bit more complicated. Though, it's right? a little bit more complicated, especially if, if a married couple comes to the marriage with assets. I, if, if I own assets before I get married and then I get married, well, those assets are still my individual property by the default rules, as opposed to assets that my spouse and I accumulate after we're married, uh, under the default rules, those would be marital assets. Um, what about a, a massive retirement? The Coal Investment Group helped me with this great retirement plan. I've got a 401k IRAs, and it totals, I don't know, $2 million, all right? And I get married to some somebody. Maybe it's my second marriage. Would that wife, my second wife, would that be hers too? Well, under that scenario... Um, if you had accumulated the assets in that retirement account before that second marriage, they would be individual property and not subject to claims of your new spouse upon your death. But if you have that large of a retirement account and you're getting remarried, that's where the premarital or prenuptial agreement comes into oh, play. Oh, the old prenups, like, yes. like in the movies. The most romantic yes. document ever, right? <laughs> hey, honey, but first. Yes. And and for but if it's in a retirement plan, it's going to go to whatever is on the uh, beneficiary designation, anyways, right? That's that's right. Under the marital property laws, a spouse couldn't be able to make a claim to right. certain assets in a retirement account, regardless of who the beneficiary yeah. is, though. So you got to be a little bit more careful with yeah. the retirement. Can accounts. I make directives in? And like I said, later we'll get into what. It, What's the difference between a POA, a will, and a trust, right? Mm -hmm. But could I make that in in my trust direct language that says I want her to get these oh, assets? Of oh, mine? for sure, for okay. sure. You can you can create your estate plan any way you want. And and actually, this popped into my head earlier um, when Aaron and I were talking a little bit about the interplay between our two career paths, between mm -hmm. the financial world and the legal world. 
Um, when you have your estate plan in place, you've really got to make sure that your financial plan is implemented or coordinated with the estate plan. I always think of it as a two-phase process. Phase one is let's get the estate planning documents in order, create the plan. And phase two is implementing the plan. And for a lot of people, um, that means taking a close look at your beneficiary designations as well to make sure that if we have a revocable trust, we're going to funnel assets into that trust yes. and we don't actually still have so the, wrong person, the wrong person listed as the beneficiary. Like, like right? your ex-wife <laughs> or a stepchild or whatever the case right. is. So right. revocable means just that we can rev- we can make changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you really want to make sure it's updated. And I, and I like working with attorneys that um, are a little more proactive, too, where you, you sometimes you get a card or you get a, a, a note from the attorney say, we have made these changes uh, for your client. Please change the the titling on the joint account to this. Change the beneficiary on the IRA to this, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes it a lot easier and a lot easier to coordinate. And then we'll be coordinating with the office, you know, with, with the attorney office to make sure that everything is, like I said, marching down the field at the right uh, 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 the right wage. Because you know, I'm Aaron or uh, Jordan Love. You almost said Rodney. <laughs> well, I'm Aaron. I'm Aaron. You know, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Brett Favre, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It, well, if it was Justin Fields, would be going the wrong way, but uh, or getting sacked five times, or getting sacked five times, um, you know. But but in all seriousness, we we want to coordinate to make sure that think because that that it's executed on because the attorney could do all the work and have this these great uh, estate planning documents and uh, powers of attorney and, and healthcare directives, but you know now we wouldn't have much to do with the, with the health with the Healthcare directors, but we could with POAs and with uh, with others. That if, if we're not executing on that, then that it's worthless. Uh, right. Well, for parts of it are right because if, yeah. if the assets are supposed to, if, especially if someone has wealth, and some of those assets are supposed to be retitled into the trust or flow into the trust upon um, you know upon death, you know that's not it's not worth the fee that you paid to get the trust created. That's, that's well said, Aaron. And mm-hmm. I think after the break, so. You mentioned power of attorney. Then we hear wills, and once you get a, you have kids, right? Should right. we have a will in place? Who who would watch over them if something happens to mom or dad? And then the granddaddy of all is the trust. Well, what's the difference, and how do I know what's best for me and my family? Rhett will continue that conversation. In the meantime, I want to give out these websites again. Rhett Holland, estate planning attorney, is our guest on WISN's Retirement Clinic and Holland Law Office in Brookfield. Their website, rhollandlaw.com. Check it out. Of course, Aaron, your website is always available. And if people have questions about this topic or any retirement question, call the Cowell Investment Group, the retirement specialist at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, or the com. Now, coming up after the break, we have the boss segment for business owners. Yes, we do. We have the boss segment coming up. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, kids in the business versus not in the business. You know, is uh, the difference between fair and equal? Because uh, equal is not always fair. Uh, and so we're going to get into that a little bit and the planning that Rhett does around that. That's good stuff. We'll be right back. A quick commercial break with the Retirement Clinic. Aaron Kowal, your host this afternoon, this morning, I should say. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting ahead of myself. This morning, every morning at 10 a.m., we retained your time slot for 2024. Yeah. Aaron, of course. Of course. 
every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock and Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks for those daily market updates. This is WISN. We'll be right back. The Retirement Clinic, we continue at News Talk 1130 WISN, yes, Wisconsin's most listened to radio station with the Kowal Investment Group. The retirement specialist, Aaron Kowal, hosting the show today. Aaron's invited back estate planning attorney, Rhett Holland, and his law office is in Brookfield, Holland Law. This is officially now the BOSS segment. The acronym, Aaron, stands for Business Owners Savings and Security. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk uh, a bit about uh, business owners having kids in the business and not in the business. This one hits a little home. So anything you say, Red, I'm going to try not to take personally because obviously I work with my dad and I have a brother that's not in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, so let's talk a bit about that because, you know, the, there's sometimes fair is not always equal. And how do you work with how do you work with families that have kids in the business versus uh, and not kids not in the business how what do you what do you see out there what do you counsel uh, these families on tell you what this this is one of the most difficult issues that that we come across in okay. my area and um a lot of our clients own closely held businesses and almost inevitably you're going to have some kids who are involved in the business and some who are not and at the initial meeting almost always um the word Equal, the words equal and fair will come out of the client's mouths. And sometimes you have to figure out how to distinguish between those two things, especially not the same present, present company excluded, of course, especially if you have one child who has devoted a lot of their own time and energy to grow the company that you've got one child mm-hmm. who's working there, who's devoted to the business, who's devoted to the employees and other children who have chosen different paths. And that's all fine. That's all fine. But you've got to walk through the implications of making certain decisions. Um, if you have a business owner who has two children and one's in the company and one is not, are you going to breed ill will between those two kids if you just split ownership equally 50-50 between the two of them? Um, a lot of times the answer could be yes. Wow. Um, yeah. Absolutely, and, I can see that. And you've got to think about value, if um, or control. Um, if I if I give that company fifty fifty to those two kids, somebody's got to be in charge. And so, who am I going to place in a control position to actually run that company? Um, they're these are they're difficult conversations, and this kind of circles back to where we started. They're difficult conversations, but they're conversations that need to be had, mm-hmm. and they need to be had while mom and dad are still here, right. um, because the patriarch or matriarch, they need to participate in that conversation to say what they want to see at the end of the day. Still here and still able to comprehend everything too, right? Right, right. Yeah, because you you see, like I've worked in the business, and and uh, I have a good great relationship with my brother. He's not gonna. I can't imagine him coming and being like, "All right, I went, I went in at everything that Aaron has been doing." So, you know, but and, and I'm not trying to make it personal yeah. you know, about it either. But just put a, I mean, there are businesses 
you know, that are like that. And so, um, you know, it has to be difficult, you know, sometimes, especially if the, the, um, child that is not in the business is not realistic and not reasonable. Boy, that's true too. And, and uh, there, there are very oftentimes disputes between family members after that first generation passes away about what assets are actually worth. That's not what dad told me. Right. Or mom told me she wanted, isn't it, is it true? Get everything in writing. Boy, yes, it all needs to be in writing and there needs to be examples for the family about why. There needs to be a discussion about why the estate plan was set up the way it was to try to avoid putting those kids in difficult positions where they're more likely to have a dispute when something happens. And and I guess, you know, when you think about your, your typical business owner in this area, there are a lot of very successful business owners that fly under the radar and you'd right. never know uh, what their company is really worth or what their estate is worth. The problem is, and this is a very good problem, almost all their assets are tied up in the company. And so right. someone passes away and they may have a very large estate, but the estate is the company. And so the last thing you want to do is end up in a situation where you have to sell that company um, in order to settle a dispute amongst family members. You'd hate to see it come to that, right? That's a worst case scenario, yeah. especially if we're in a, a bad market to try to sell a company. Yeah, yeah exactly. bad market. Or, I mean, then you know, you're probably not going to be getting top dollar for that business right. either. And then, cause then there's the question of who's at the, at the head of the company, who's leading the company. Who's, yeah. There's those are a lot of real concerns. Yeah. And this, you know, to keep harping on the whole uh, teamwork analogy here, this is where, for business owners, you really do need to pull together your team of advisors, your, your attorney, your financial advisor, your accountant, um, to, to try to put together a plan. And maybe you have some outside assets to cover supporting or, or leaving assets to the, the child who's not active in the company. Maybe you look at insurance strategies to help. Yeah. So you work with business owners so tell, as well, right, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So tell me yes. about the insurance strategy. So you buy insurance on the Patriarch, uh, you have some um, uh, life insurance on the Patriarch. And so the child that's not in the business would would get those those assets and the, the kid would get the shares of the company that's Sim- in the business. Simply speaking, yes. Yes. You, you obtain insurance on either the life of the patriarch and or matriarch, maybe a second-to-die life insurance policy is a little bit more affordable for the family, so that when something happens to them, we have assets available to leave to the child who's not involved in the company and the child who's in the company. Well, now they have full ownership. They can run the company how they want, and, and hopefully you've protected your employees at the same time as well so that the company continues to thrive, if hopefully it already is. Yeah. Coming up after the break, the wealth management and preservation segment with our guest estate planning attorney, Rhett Holland, is in studio with Aaron Kowal. If we have it just 30 seconds before the show's over, you've got to bring up the pet thing. I will. We'll bring Aaron, that up. You may have heard of pet insurance. Well, some people <laughs> go another step, and we'll talk about that <laughs> with their little fluffies or their cats or whatever pet you might have. In your household, WISN's Retirement Clinic, thekowalway.com. For more information, we'll be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you 
Welcome back. WISN's Retirement Clinic continues. Aaron Kowal of the Kowal Investment Group is your host. He's the president of the Kowal Investment Group. His guest, Rhett Holland. Rhett's an estate planning attorney uh, with offices in Brookfield, Holland Law. We'll give out the phone number and all that good stuff in a bit. But this segment is called the Wealth Management and Preservation. I think that's the keyword, preserving wealth. Yeah. We, you know, so the whole the show's for everybody. This, this segment is for those who have a million dollars or more in retirement assets. And uh, so th- I think that this uh, can apply some of these topics or some of this, these aspects of this topic will apply to people with, with significant assets. So let's let's get into it. You know, we have how do we do the estate planning rat where we want to protect uh, we make sure that the assets get where we want. We don't want the IRS to be a beneficiary of our assets. So how do we protect that? And then what do you do in cases of uh you know of divorce and, and of creditors? Let's get into that a little bit. Sure. Um I think fear of divorce is a huge driving factor for clients when we talk about how they want to set up their estate plan for their kids. How do you want to leave assets to the next generation? And one of the, one of the key concepts here is that um, the IRS creditors and divorcing spouses cannot reach assets if the individual does not own them. So if instead of leaving my assets directly to my child, I leave my assets to a trust for my child. Well, now my the trust owns those assets. And guess what? Creditors can't reach those assets in the event of bankruptcy or a car accident or something like that. That's huge. Like if your right? child gets into credit problems or a car accident. Right. The Say they so- start a business that goes under. Say they unfortunately hit somebody with a car. You know, those are things that happen every day. And you And by having the assets in a trust... Well, now you've protected the assets from those creditors. And the same holds true if your child has married the wrong person. If those inherited assets are in a trust, well, that former spouse is not going to be able to breach the trust and take the assets, assuming we structure the trust correctly. And that's where that's what we do every day. Um, um, how do you do that? And what, then what, um, what thresholds of, of dollars of net worth do you need? Uh, for that. Well, you know, it goes back to the point earlier of, of wealth is relative. Um, you know, whatever people have accumulated, it, it means a lot. And the last thing you want to do is have it go to the wrong people. Um, so, um, you know, if you're talking about leaving assets in a trust for your child, I think it does need to be over $500,000 for an adult to make it worthwhile for the cost to go along with it. Sure. Um, but for most of our clients, the benefits that the trust provides greatly outweigh any of the administrative costs that go with creating that trust in the first place. Great. And if they want to have more questions, they can, of course, reach out to you and we'll give you the contact information in the next segment. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rhett, for that. And we could spend many shows just on that topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a topic that Paul was interested in, we want to touch on that. Oh, the pet as topic. Well, pets. You know, and I threw it out to you uh, when we were talking on a break. How often do you get pet questions and how do I leave money for my pets? Is that a real thing? It is a real thing. And for some people, their pets are their children. Um, Wisconsin enacted its own trust, a new trust code, I believe it was 2014 when that came into effect. And pet trusts became part of the law as part of the uniform. In other words, after I pass, who gets my pet? That's right. 
Well, the estate plan will say who gets your pet, but you can also set aside funds to make sure that uh, there are assets available to support that pet for the rest of his or her lifetime. Oh, pets are expensive. That's you have right. A pet care agreement, a pet trust, or you can, will bequests. Right. You can have an outright bequest where you say, "I'd like for my dog to go to my brother John." And John should also receive a certain amount of money to offset the cost of caring for that dog. Or I could create a whole separate trust and put assets in that trust if I'm not sure that John's going to use the money properly in that scenario. First off, this speaks overall why you need an estate plan. The estate plan, yes, it's for you, but it's after you're gone, right? After you're gone, you're your legacy is so your kids don't because they're grieving now your brother he, john doesn't have to worry where the dog goes he knows he's getting the dog right so a lot of this stuff is yeah. done for your family yeah and if people are interested in this i actually have a white paper on this that we can send out to you because there's it's it's a, a bigger concern for people now and more people than ever have pets so that there's something that if, if you want to reach out to us i'm happy to get this out to you we did confirm that 70 percent of american households have a pet Cat, yep. a dog, a fish, one whatever. <laughs> 23 million households, about one in five, adopted a pet during the pandemic, too. So there's you know, now more than ever people are concerned oh, about yeah. their pets. You're home more. Yeah. And you needed companionship, right? Yeah. <laughs> Getting lonely. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Now, we're going to wrap it all up. Do not go anywhere. A lot of questions on estate planning. With our guest estate planning attorney, Rhett Holland, Aaron Kowal. We'll be right back. We've got contact information and some final comments on today's retirement clinic. Wrapping up today's retirement clinic, before we're done, we're thanking our guest. What a great show on estate planning or lack thereof with many Americans. Estate planning attorney, Rhett Holland. Thank you so much for your time. You're in Brookfield, Holland Law Office. How do I reach out to you? Uh, You can reach me, uh, either come to our website. It's www.rhollandlaw, R-H-O-L-L-A-N-D, law.com. Or you can give us a call at 262-307-2920. Thank you, Mr. Holland. I had to say that once. I'm (laughs) sorry. I had to work that into the show. No relation to the Mr. Holland's HVAC people that advertise on this station. Uh, But thank you so much for a great show, Rhett. Uh, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're going to get those calls. We always do, Aaron, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Who is that guy, that estate planning guy? I I got a question. Yeah, give us a call, 262-522-4040. Call us for a complimentary consultation as well. We'll take a look at where you are, where you want to be, see where the gaps are, and make sure that you're, you're addressing those uh, those gaps that could prevent you from having a wonderful uh, retirement and making sure that you're not giving your assets to someone that you don't want to, yeah. whether that's ex-spouse, uh, kids that you don't want, or, uh, or the pet. government, or the government, <laughs> or a pet. So, uh, yeah, give us a call, 262-522-4040. Visit us online at thekowal, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, or on all the socials as well. Aaron, have a great weekend. Thank you for another you fantastic show. Thank you. Back next Saturday at 10 o'clock, the Retirement Clinic is on WISN Milwaukee. Stay tuned. News in your weekend Fox 6 forecast is just ahead.